Hello friends and welcome back. We are back from the holiday break, back talking Berserk, and I think we talked the other day, we're getting close to the end. Like, we're not the end, but getting close to being caught up, I guess you could say. So it's good to have everyone back. It's been, uh, you know, we took a break, but it's it's fun to, to do this every Sunday. So, uh, Joe, you start us off. Please. I'm Jason Byrne, uh, author of The Hybrid Helix and Partial Function and Editor-in-Chief of Grim Dwarf Magazine. And you can find me at my... Uh, my website, jcmburn.com, or on Patreon at jcmburn, or jcmburn at gmail.com. You just pick one of those iterations. They all link to me. Because I'm the only one, apparently, so far. <laughs> Four issues of Grim Dwarf are out now. You can get the fourth issue I released this morning. Yes, I got the notification this morning. I'm excited yeah. to you join the to Patreon. You can join at the free tier and get notified mm -hmm. about everyone. And I promise not to spam you with junk. Or or, 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 or beg you to, to get a paid tier. I won't do that either. So that's it. <laughs> and Dan. Uh, yeah, Dan, just a reader of things. Um, read Berserk before, uh, but now we're at the part where I just have a vague recollection of what happens. Mm. Nothing too precise. So, yeah. Nice. And Varsha. Hi, my name is Varsha. I have a YouTube channel called Reading by the Rainy Mountain where I like to talk about books and mostly with other people, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> and yeah, this is my first time reading of Pizag. I really enjoyed that last volume. So oh. excited for this discussion. So I, I, I read there's a, a portion where it describes it, the, the bird in... Was it was it uh, Hindu mythology? Is that the? Did I get that the right? The bird. Uh, do you mean the when he calls to Garuda? Yes, I wanted to see. Uh, is that accurate or is that? Uh... Yeah. So Garuda is this half eagle, half man creature. I don't. As far as I know, it's just one person named Garuda. It's not a type of being but china behavior uses it differently and I, and I like that but um yeah it's half eagle half man he is famously the bird that warned ram that sita has been abducted but uh that from the myth ramayana in indian mythology there was also a reference to um Durga's prana, <laughs> the armor being made of Durga's prana, which Durga is the goddess of, like, she's the form of the god, the angry form of one of the goddesses in the pantheon. <laughs> and she, she, she kills demons when she gets angry. She gets her, or is that Kali? I guess Durga becomes Kali or something. I don't know. I don't know all her transitions, but uh, <laughs> she kills demons too. Durga is also typically depicted with some demon under her feet and ten hands <laughs> killing people, uh, killing demons. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very complicated. Okay. I've always been interested into like learning a bit about Indian mythology. It just sounds very complicated. It it is, but it's also fun, I guess. So, mm. you know what? I am such a dumb-dumb. So, I have a strange relationship with my history and culture. But um, this, as in, like, I, I became an atheist when I was in eight years old. And then I rejected everything since. But now I'm, like, interacting with everything with a more open mind. But... Um, so I don't know a lot of things that other people might tend to do. And why Joe knows a lot more about these things than I do uh, sometimes. But this, um, yeah. So I recently discovered that Durga is the same as Parvati, which I should have known <laughs> growing up. But I didn't. So anyway, uh, it is. like it's, it's a fun. <laughs> it's fun when I'm just in it for the stories. Hmm. Fair enough. I tried watching a movie about Ram and Sita the other day, and I had to stop. This <laughs> was it. Is it the one with Prabhas? I, yes. It, it was not a good movie. It was so bad. 
I'm like, it's products it and it's so many amazing movies. I, this movie's going to be fantastic. And I turn on, I'm like, what is going on? It's just no, had a super no. high budget, but they just must have spent it all on Coke. Because uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Just snoring, going, this is going to be amazing, man. I don't know. That's how it felt. It felt like a bunch of like, high school. I don't, it was so bad. They got Saif Ali Khan, who I love, but Prabhas, who I love more. And it's just, no. It was just so, I had to stop. And I watched a lot of bad movies, but I couldn't finish this one. It was, I only heard someone watching it and I decided it, it wasn't There was a good, box office failure. So, and it's, mm-hmm. it's Prabhas. And if, if, if he's in a movie and it doesn't do well, it must be bad. Because people love him, right? I'll go <laughs> to see him he's in. So it has to be really extra bad to, uh, you know, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's to be extra bad. <laughs> so you stopped before you met the Garuda in that movie? No, we met the Garu- Garuda, uh, uh, I guess. It was really just okay. a big bird who was trying to protect Sita, and there was this huge battle scene that managed to be like a giant bird chasing a demon riding like, what the heck was he riding? Like some kind of dragon creature through the Push- skies, oh. and it managed to be super boring. And that, like, that's a gift, wow. right? Like, this should be a super exciting. But you're just like, can we, can we get to the end of the scene already? Because it's killing me. Um, <laughs> it was really sad. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that you shouldn't have. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, shouldn't have watched it. I mean, not stopped watching it. That that you absolutely should have done. <laughs> not try it, probably. He's such an inspiration. The, the the sage was also called Paramarisha Senani, which also I guess I recognize the words. Paramrishi is I think sage, I thought so. And I'm pretty sure the uh, what he calls uh, guts is mistranslated. What something Vadana Kshatriya, mm. the Viravadana Kshatriya, I think it means the face of a warrior. The Kshatriya with the face of a warrior, but it was translated as the Kshatriya with the face of a beast. Hmm. Is that why you enjoyed this part because of all the references? I'm trying to think, I think so, but also, I guess, how the magic. Worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly I guess <laughs> I recognized the words and I was like, ah, this is fun to read. Maybe. If I'm being honest, that's probably the biggest reason <laughs> why. <laughs> Let's have a spin-off series about these guys. These guys are fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so we saw the return of the elephant, weird elephant octopus things again. And also the return of Isidoro being a complete ass. Oh my god, I hated the beginning. Same today, though. If not for him, it all would have been... He really was the the, the savior. He's the one who threw the thing that actually hurt the guy. I guess. He's just going to brag about it for 20 years more because there's nothing else he's going to be able to do. So he'll just pick on Shiarka because, <laughs> because she's doing something and he's not. <laughs> he didn't do anything else wrong. <laughs> this is another This is another one of those volumes that it's a lot of people standing around watching saying, oh, I can't believe, I can't believe this is happening. He's so powerful. He said, wow, I can't believe it. Look, he said, oh, wow, look at him go. It's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> well, at least we get some cool action panels uh, from just fighting. So it's always, it's always good, you know, even if we've seen them a lot, a lot of times before. And, um, yeah, I had one thought when I read this volume, which is, you know, the Berserk is sort of famous for being, you know, dark fantasy or, you know, having a very uh, dark tones, almost horror, people describe it. If someone came in and read this volume, they would probably wonder how that happened. Because this volume doesn't really read Gazente. 
as um right it doesn't really read as like as like dark particularly like yeah they're any more than any fantasy with like wizards throwing lightning bolts around and a giant water snake and you know it's got it's yeah. a, a magically and you know but it's not particularly horrific there's nothing super, like even the, the the fights it was all in 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 the in the sunlight in brightness on water you know um uh, uh it's just it's just not there's there's no sense of, of, of the horrific origins of everything. You know, compared to, to other times where it's like, oh, they just left the city where bodies are, you know, stapled to the walls everywhere. But you don't really, none of that in this volume. If you just read this volume, you would not think, oh, dark fantasy, you know. So that was interesting to me. It, it's, it's, I wonder if he's just trying to pace himself, like, so that when we get to a dark thing again, we feel like it is not relentless, you know, so it hits harder. Or if he just wanted some action scenes, or no, which isn't—it's not a criticism. It's just—it's just a—it's a, a real change. It's a—it's a different tone than we've often gotten, and it's not yeah. full yeah. of silliness either. I know you guys don't like Isidro, but like the the funny faces thing—it only happens like one or two times, and it's pretty minor. Like they make a couple yeah. puns about. Something about some multi-language school in Japan. I didn't get it all, but like, there's not a lot of that stuff either to lighten them. Mm-hmm. It's just a lighter tone. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the whole manga has been slightly moving towards this direction for a while. I feel, um, but well, we don't know if it's going to stay here or if it's going to go in somewhere else but it's not mm. right no. i don't think it's a big surprise right given what i guess there's been some parts even in this city right when there was all the people hanged and everything which were a bit dark but i don't think we've been seeing too many extremely dark things in the last in like this arc sort of in the in the city right no there's like the Oh, in this city? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. I think it's like, yeah, it's like this arc when they get to this city, right? I'm thinking of the last they go to this. With the, the giant womb thing of apostles stitched together. That was pretty gruesome. That was the last yeah, 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 thing yeah. we hmm. saw. I think. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's, it's but, been happening. It's not all... But I consider that some sort of, like, parallel arc that's happening. It's not the same story. Like, it doesn't affect at all the story that's happening here, really. Right. Right. Just a separate storyline. Yeah. I, mean, there's a... I, I... Uh. sorry. Um, I did wonder if I know. I think we talked about how Miura wrote a lot of this through while fighting through a depression himself. So I, I have been wondering in the last couple of volumes whether he was in a happier place through these. Uh, because you're right. It does. It does feel more cheerful overall even though we have battles unmitigated battles very similar to i think just the fact that guts is surrounded by people who care about him uh, makes a lot of difference even though he's you know it is relentless still i think the last what two or three volumes in the city he's just been fighting without a break and and yet it doesn't feel as hopeless as it used to before hmm. maybe or maybe he's just uh maybe he's still depressed and he doesn't want to write more depressing shit uh that's true <laughs> I've, I've seen that happen for other authors it's like you know they can be you know depressed and write depressed stuff or the complete opposite right depending on how mm-hmm. they cope or how they um right i don't know mm. mental Stability and things you do different things depending on different people. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but but to your point, I, I definitely noticed the change in tone and hmm. did wonder about it a little bit too. Even the artwork, there is a little bit of the um, kind of the the dark fantasy. The creatures come out for a little bit, but even the artwork felt lighter and didn't feel as heavy. Didn't feel as um, as dark as bleak different feel to it yeah yeah 
the the sage person felt almost comic to me i don't know if he was supposed to be read that way but uh he felt slightly comic rather mm-hmm. than terrifying i guess i mean even his language right like i was thinking about it. what made the sage cuz the sage comes across as a as like not a bad guy right he comes across as yeah he's working for the mm-hmm. enemy but he doesn't, and like, why? Like, what is it? About? It's because he's not talking about, man, I can't wait until all these monsters get into the city and start eating people. Like, he doesn't say stuff like that. He's just sort of like, oh, well, I'm, I, this is my country. I work for, we're going to war. I'm working for this side because these are my people, right? Which we sort of get that, that that's how that works. And, um, and he doesn't seem to, like, particularly relish, like, the killing of the innocents, or at least not that we know of. And uh, and then he's like, oh, I want to I want to test you out, see how tough you really are. But like everyone who's sure, every you know, it's totally normal. Like it's a reaction to have. It's like when someone new comes in your your martial arts class, you're like, oh, let's see what this guy's got. Like that's totally like not an extremely. I mean, he is using an army of demons to invade a city. Just saying. I, I assume he doesn't. You know. I don't think he's taking any precautions to make sure these demons don't kill innocent people. Right. Um, you know, plus he's working, like, him being, like, an important, how do you call it, magician on their side? I don't know what, don't remember the name they have for these guys. They, they call him Paramarisha Sainani. Okay. Too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. This magic wizard or something. I assume... I warrior wizard. He had some part in the, like, the demon womb thing, probably... Uh, and also it's like, mm. okay, well, it's like saying, well, this, this German guy in World War II, he was just fighting for his country. He didn't do anything bad himself. I mean, it's necessary. <laughs> and he's, you know, you know what I mean? I wouldn't call him just, oh, it's just some guy doing nothing wrong. I mean, I guess. It's a pretty brutal world, though. But, but, but you're not going to read, if you're not going to finish this volume, and you're not going to be like, man, whatever else happens in this series... I hope this guy dies. Like, uh, no, 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 no one's like, like he's not rival. Like think about like like the, like the priest, like the priest with the square mm-hmm. face. Like we wanted him to die really fast. We were just like, oh, yeah. I hope mm-hmm. this guy ends up with a with a sword, you know, in, in you know, where. But um, but this guy, there, it's definitely not. So that's that's all I meant. Yeah, I'm, I don't think it just, yeah. It just feels like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, the writer writes it that way, but if you think about it a second, <laughs> right. you're like, I mean, or it's it, like when he summons his snake thing, right? His snake water god. Like, you can see the snake water god destroying the galley, and then all the people try to get out and getting drowned under the, Like, you know, it's like you're not supposed to care about that, I guess. You're not supposed to think about it. Wait a second, he's fucking over all these guys on his galley they're Christian soldiers right they're on their way to yeah to to, mm-hmm. to, to be bad so <laughs> still <laughs> just say but yeah I agree I agree with your point like you know if we ignore these things which are not being highlighted by the offer for you know because he doesn't want us to think about right. it uh, right it's not that's not the point it just thinks that you probably didn't think about it. it's like oh well they offer the reader will never think about this stupid shit. So, I'm not going to bother <laughs> with justifying it, you know. Just relatively speaking, you're going to like this guy more. Yeah. And, uh... And he's kind of cool. Hmm. I like the Kundalini hmm. thing. Yeah. This <laughs> tiny snake in a giant snake of water. <laughs> so... Am I the only one who saw the uh, the imagery there with the snake that looked like something else? Wait, was there? I didn't. See am it. I the only one? Do or is it just? Wait, what? Am I the only one who thought it? this is kind of strange? What am I supposed to be seeing? Yeah, yeah, Steve, you got to elaborate. What is? What are we? It looked like a giant sperm, didn't it? Didn't it? Oh. I mean, am I the only one who saw that? I mean, I don't know, like. I, I I pay attention to that in this series because there's a lot of imagery and like the like the demons and the uh, there's a lot of you know like phallic stuff going on mm. sometimes in the past. So um, maybe because I'm maybe I was just looking for something, but it seemed I thought there was some kind of reason it looked like that. Am I the only one? I, 
So now I feel awkward. Oh, like a small snake inside of a big snake. <laughs> Maybe? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe, I guess some... some Hard to, hard to say if it's, but maybe there are you know I can see how you would see that. <laughs> I can see you know if you're thinking about sperm all day and when you see that you're like well kind of you know. I knew that was coming. No, but like some of it, some of the panels are a bit like that. But it's also like you know well it's a snake in water. How else are you gonna do it? I guess. Yeah, I don't think there were a ton of choices to be made. If it's just like an amorphous snake-like tube of water, it's going to kind of look like that. Once you get the idea. But I was thinking, like, the actual big big water snake maybe does look a bit phallic. <laughs> but maybe, I was unsure. I was like, because he, he does look, also look a bit cute, sort of, because he's, like, very roundish, and he's got, like, just, you know what I mean? He's very cartoony, sort yeah. of. With those two shiny eyes. Yeah. He doesn't have like a like a very triangular snake, like evil snake face. He's got a very round, soft uh, snake face. I'm I'm embarrassed how long it took me to figure out that the sage dude was sitting on top of the snake's head. <laughs> like, what is this blob <laughs> that he's sitting on top of? <laughs> took me a while too. I didn't I didn't get that until <laughs> later. I think the first. When we first see it, I, I thought it was like, um, do you know when one of the big, uh, like the hand guys has his like portal sort of thing? Because they have this sort of same texture. Uh, you know when he does like to block uh, attacks like dimensional portals or something? That's what I thought it was. Because it, it looks like, it's used, I think it uses a very similar, what do you call it? Like pattern? Because to, to draw these mangas, they just have, like, preset patterns they can put on and, and draw. That's why some of them look like you see a pattern are pretty flat. They're not, they don't follow the curve. Um, maybe use some similar pattern to do that. But, yeah, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was a series of discs. I didn't realize immediately that it was a mm. snake before seeing it in different <laughs> configurations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a series of discs about describes what I saw the first time, too. Yeah. So, I think I also... I like this volume also because of the Hellfire Ball thing that was unleashed. And also the final uh, defeat with the ball eating up the water. That... I don't... I don't think we've seen a lot of use of strategy. Maybe since Shirka started helping them out a little bit. But even that was just, let's bring this one thing up. I'll awaken whatever I awaken and, and then it'll deal with these bad things. This was maybe, I could be wrong, but it felt like, I think the first time that they used strategy to defeat instead of swinging a sword or just doing the worst they can with whatever magic they're able to wake awake in that area hmm. so i think that also i liked about this volume a little more like a D adventure yeah mm -hmm. guts does usually vote like in every big fight not not a fight against like weak whatever mm -hmm. creatures he does have like that one moment of strategy right Mm. Be it, you know, if you think about, oh, I take the sword in my teeth, or I let myself get stabbed, <laughs> or, you know, I do this diversion <laughs> or something, right? There's always that one mm. little bit of strategy I use the cannon. that he does use. Like when he uses the cannon yeah. to, like, give a little extra impetus to a sword swing mm, and yeah. in the other direction. I keep waiting for him to do that again, but I'm waiting in vain. No, only one time. No, he does use he does use moments, but they're working as a group. It feels more like a like a tabletop role playing game. S couple mm. sessions here, you know, they're all getting their licks in. Yeah, the DM put the big flaming wheel, and he's like, "Will they notice? Yeah. Will they use it?" Whoever plays what's her name, not Sherka, but the the. Lady, Lady Farnay. So whoever played her, I hope she was home for this volume because 
she got to do nothing but a little bit of uh, he's really amazing isn't he and he barely that you know <laughs> or what was the other thing oh teacher or was it uh, she kept repeating that too yeah, yeah. Uh, when they were teaming up I got I, I assume it's because she's calling her sensei and she has to now because she's being taught. But it's so weird. The translation is weird. I wish they'd kind of just kept sensei in. That that would read a lot better. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But I think it's just, yeah, there's not really much she can do right now, is there? I mean, she did have in the previous volume using her snaky thing to help him fight. But, you know. They're not gonna work. I think she needs a bit more character development, and now is not the time to give her more abilities <laughs> or something. <laughs> but do you feel like we still made extremely glacial progress towards getting to a boat? At this rate, I feel like we'd be on volume 41 and still not have left this continent. When did they get to the city? How many volumes did they go? They got there two volumes ago? Just two volumes? Oh, okay. I think it's been more than that. Has it been more than that? Well, no, yeah, maybe it has been. Maybe not. I don't know. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, Three, four, at least, I think. I think... We had one with that huge battle, huge battle between uh, Guts and Serpico. Then mm. last, that wasn't the last volume. And the volume before that, they were just generally hanging up about town. They had a couple of volumes where uh, the girl went back to her home, and hmm. funny they went back to her home and they tried to get her back. So it's, it's been yeah, at least it's been a three, maybe three and a half volumes. I think they arrived there at the yeah. end of volume twenty-nine. So it hasn't been that long, to be honest. You know, if you want mm. to, okay, if you're considering, if you're like, okay, well, we're gonna make an arc out of this city or a mini arc or something, right? It, then it's not been that long, I guess. Okay. Okay. I, I will be patient. But, <laughs> but it feels like a long time because of how it went. Remember when they got to a beach? And they're like, oh, now. Yeah. And we were all like, oh, they're about to get on a boat. That was a long time ago. Yeah. It really was like six or yeah. four volumes. Right? So yeah. like, it just is like, all right, get there already. And this is just, and I, I don't know. Are we learning new things? We kind of knew that what's-his-name was an apostle. He could turn into lightning. We're getting some details about some of the creatures he summons, but they almost don't seem to matter. Like, all these little monsters, like, Guts mm -hmm. can kill them with his sword. Okay. And they're no threat to Griffin. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, they're, they're horrific, and there's a lot of them, but they're not really important to, like, any of our main characters. It's like, oh, another... You know, like, even in this volume, they're like, oh, this happens all the time. Right at the beginning, right? And it's like, oh, just mm -hmm. another day in the park, right? We're just I'm like, all right, you've made monster killing a little boring. All right. You know, <laughs> congrats. I don't know. <laughs> the day of routine monster killing. All right. But um, it doesn't feel like we're getting progress where we want it. Like, we're not, we don't feel any closer to like healing Casca, Guts confronting Griffith. Yeah. I think that's how it, it, it feels. It feels. I don't want to say it's not a slog. I mean, there's a ton of action. Stuff's happening. It's, it's flushing out a part yeah. of the universe. I think we kind of don't care about. Like, do we care about this wizard guy? He's clearly not as tough as the king. Yeah. Which means he can't take on like Griffith. So I don't know. I'm not complaining. I don't mind it. It's just it feels slow. It feels slow. We're not really yeah. getting anywhere or, or grinding there. But we're not really. Yeah. I think the interesting part of this was like the one time where Vampire asks Guts, you're like, oh, do you want to join me to fight Griffith? Yeah, so at least we get some more. Okay, well, Guts is not going to do that, I guess. Yeah. Totally should have, though. His argument against doing it was terrible. I think he should have. Yeah. I thought he might. I thought he. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to take a turn, and then he didn't. But should have known better. It's not something Guts would do. I don't think he's much of a. He's not. He, I don't think he would team up with someone like that or be uh, indebted to someone like that. But still, I thought it might be fun. This was Guts's moment where he got sort of the same choice that Griffith had. Right, you are a single-minded goal. 
I'll help you fulfill it. And he refused. It isn't. Okay, so this is interesting because Griffith isn't a follower, but but he took that choice. Guts didn't. But then I guess Griffith got to be one of the like big big dudes, not you know have his destiny and fate eternally blended to a single purpose. He has he had a lot more choice than guts was offered yeah. in this deal, I suppose. So. And he wasn't being made a subordinate. Yeah. It's not like you come work for the God Hand and you can have this and this. It's join the God <laughs> Hand and you can have this and this and this. That's a better yeah. that's a better yeah. offer than God's mm. God. Um, mm. But do you think the old guts would have agreed, like the guts of Volume One? I don't think hmm. so. I feel like he hates the apostles enough. Even then. Like the derision he had for them, mm. it was like, working with one of them has to be appalling for him. I think that like I can't kind of guess that he would like not just for the story, but it felt like the right thing to do for him as a character. Uh, refuse, and I think mainly because it would. He'd have to work really hard to twist himself into working in conjunction with one of the apostles, mm. I think. Fair. He did make a pretty compelling offer, though. Like, well, your your singular purpose will be to, will be killing Griffin and getting your revenge. And that's kind of like it's it like is, you know, it's like telling me, "Hey, we'll just like you can eat cake all day and not do anything." I'm like, "Okay, I'll do that." Like, it's you know, like who can say no to that? But Presumably, he'd have to. But isn't that. Sorry, that means he's not trying to heal Koska anymore. He's not with Shirky anymore. His, his buy, he's, he's getting the offer to work for what's his name. And he'd have to give up those attachments. Because his single well, purpose would have to be that. Can't he just give Koska and our guys to vampires? Like, oh, I'll put them on a galley, bring them to the Elf Island. You know, they'll figure it out. They don't need, they don't need Gus, to be honest. He needs them. That's what I'm saying. That he'd have to give up his attachments to them, even though he could still presumably ensure that they'd be okay. He's decided he's not. He doesn't want to be the person whose yeah. only goal is killing Griffin. He wants to be the person who's yeah. protecting Costco. So, which which makes it seem even more likely that if he'd been offered this in, in the volume one version had been offered this chance, his answer might have been different. Like, oh, you want me? yeah. It's like Steve said. Oh, you want me to just just kill demons all day? Sure. Sign me up. Mm. But now he's not that guy. Anymore. But but what was he being offered? Like extra powers and stuff to be able to handle the demons? Because I feel like your single minded purpose will be to kill Griffith. That was his goal in volume one anyway. Like that was his single minded purpose. It no longer is his single minded purpose, but it's something he might still pursue at some point. But it what is he being offered <laughs> that would help him get there? Other than instead of thinking, <laughs> instead of having free will about it as your goal, you can now come join me <laughs> in my revenge, but we'll still do all the same things. I think from what we know, like there's nothing Vampire has which would be able to help Guts kill Griffith, as far as we know. Uh, mm. maybe, I mean, technically if he wanted to go that route, he could have him join him and Vampire shows him, oh, I have this sword which is specifically made to kill, and you know what I mean it could have been bad, yeah. but we haven't seen anything like that, and the last time there was a confrontation between Vampire and Griffith he was, he, he looked a lot weaker, let's just put it like that mm. so, yeah, I don't see what advantage would be, like how it's framed right now, it seems like, been, you know they're gonna find some information in the Elf Island or something, probably that's gonna help drive forward the story or something. You know what I mean? Mm. But if if he wanted to change it, he could. But how it was set up before this, I guess, yeah. 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 What did surprise me though was how quickly he refused. I thought he'd mm. think about it for a bit. It's not the think about things kind of guy. 
So yeah. if if he's been if he's being made this offer, does this mean that they're nervous about Griffin? They they see him uh, as a bigger threat because they're willing to make this deal with guts. The emperor has to. He's not stupid. Yeah. He has to. So how desperate are they? It's, it's an interesting thing because the emperor is clearly a bad guy, and so is Griffin. That's what makes I think. That's what I think makes this whole area. The emperor is like they could have done it differently, where like the emperor was just conquering, and he was just a power hungry dude, and he without all the horrific stuff that he did to innocent people on the way, and it would be a morally very more complicated storyline, you know. But by making him unequivocally evil and making Griffith unequivocally evil, but apparently not not on the surface, it just it's I still love it. It's it's a very interesting dynamic. That that's been yeah. set up. Yeah. Like some of the evil stuff that Emperor does, it's like I don't see why you're doing this. Like, okay, I understand making the demons everything else is like, well, you're going against very strong forces. You need a you know like that's the strength you need to conquer things. But like, I don't know, just randomly murdering everyone in the cities, like that doesn't help anyone. Well, they kinda of make him out to be a little bit of a I wanna wreak havoc on the world. In my name, not anyone else's. But why does he want to do it? I don't know. I thought from his backstory that he just wanted to conquer everything because that way he's not threatened. Like he's there's no nothing that can kill him or you know threaten him. He's, that's what I thought. He, he says a lot that's along the lines of you know, I you know I want the world squashed. I don't remember the, the exact lines, but he's clearly he's got a. He's power, you know. He's, he's got he's got he's got the big mustache. A lot of twirling, you know, <laughs> needs to be done. Yeah. It's, a little, a, lot of it's a little cartoonish, right? But I mean, that's okay. <laughs> a lot of the apostles are kind of cartoonishly evil. Yeah, yeah. True. I think he fits. Yeah. He fits in that sense. <clears throat> but yeah, it could have been just like you know. Yeah, like he wants to conquer. Maybe he has, does all these horrific things because he needs to fight against Griffith, sort of. And without doing those things, power, are you going to do it? Uh, and then, well, when he conquers everything, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be relatively peaceful, I guess. Right. But yeah, that's not how. Right. They're making it clear it, that if he wins, lots of people are going to, you know, the streets will run with, with blood. So I'm like, all right, yeah. All right. So we know that we're 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 not we're not we're not uh we're not unsure. It's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. But I do kind of—I don't know. I if I'm showing the Emperor and Griffith, I'm like, oh, I want—I want the Emperor to beat Griffith. You know what I mean? It's a bit because it—it is a bit similar to. I'm not saying it's the same. I mean, it is a bit similar to Griffith in the sense, just like again, someone trying to go with his his own powers to defeat. I guess the god, right? It's still like defiance, I guess. That's how I'm gonna put it. Which was interesting, but he's a bad person, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Griffith's army started showing up at the end of that volume. Do you think coincidence where they I had a brief moment where I like they're they're protecting guts from this apostle, but I don't think so. I I am curious about why they are there. Are they are these so I haven't been following along with the politics a whole lot. So is it that the Kushan army's invading or trying to invade Midland and so these guys uh, and Griffiths trying to defeat Kushan that they are their prime enemies? Yeah. And where is the place that they are at right now? Is that in the Midland Empire or is it on the borders? It's the big capital, isn't it? It's not Midland, it's like the the place where all the armies were gathering from the whole Holy See and the Midland armies were gathering to yeah. raise forces so they could take back Midland. But I don't think it is Midland. Mm. I think it's 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 because okay. it's well, more like uh, where Farnese's dad like lives. Yeah. Mm. But I think it must be the country of Midland, still in the country of Midland. But it's not right? the capital. No, no, it's not the capital. Oh, okay. no, but it it's still be. in the country of Midland. I think. It could be. 
That's how I interpret it. Well, I'm not sure. Because I thought all the troops assembled there were of Midland, of different parts of Midland. I thought, because then there's the guy, the, what's his name? The guy that owns the ship. But he says, well, this is not my war. I'm not a guy from Midland, so I'm just here to see what happens. I think it's the combined forces of everyone who answers to the Holy See. Mm, okay, yeah. Like, who so doesn't answer to right. the Holy See? That's his specific point. Because in that, in that same statement, he's like, I don't follow that hmm. sect. We're not, we're not, mm. oh, okay. see, we're a different version of the religion. I'm sure they're just mm. Protestants, right? Like that's, that's the <laughs> implication. Um, so I think there's a, the forces there are from other countries, at least, you know, okay. I think this is meant to be the big battle for the, to stop the cushions, which means Griffith has to show up. You know, they've got to, yeah. to take out what's his name and, um, but I thought we already knew he was going to show up because there was the witch girl, the, the seer girl before that was saying that. Well, she said there was going to be like mm. blood in the streets, but that could just be from the cushions invading. Yeah. I thought she said something like, like that they were going to arrive there. Maybe she did. And yeah, I thought. She, but maybe I'm wrong. We, yeah, we, we knew Griffith has to show up sooner or later. He showed up at the Capitol to steal Princess Charlotte. Now, but it's sooner or later he's going to have to show up to stop the cushions. Otherwise, he's not going to have his, you know, his country because cushions will have it. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be a surprise. Well, yeah. it's always fun because Zod is always one of those characters that's like half on your side and half on the other side. <laughs> Every time he shows up, you're like, oh, should we root for him to die or should we hope he survives? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Die a glorious death, I guess. Or maybe figure out not to fight for uh, Griffith, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting seeing all the designs of the monsters again. Because they are pretty, apart from Zod, all the other ones are pretty disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like half insect, half whatever weird demon horror, right? <laughs> Very much like the. It seemed like a lot of them were like the, you know, the moth girl from the Elf Valley we saw, when she was transformed into her demon form, right? Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. A lot of misplaced mouths. <laughs> like, oh look, my belly's a mouth. I'm like, oh look, my crotch is a mouth. Okay, lots of teeth. Very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, and weird fleshy <laughs> appendages and bulbs and uh, yeah. It's the name of my next book: weird yeah. fleshy appendages. It's like <laughs> fleshy insects, yeah. which is like uh, I don't want to think about that. Right, right. <laughs> fleshy insects. Yeah, but I think apart from um, Zod is the only named one we've seen before, right? Mm-hmm. Of all these ones. I don't think there's another one of the made up fossils. Well, I don't think they can fly either. It's like I think we've seen it's like, well, Zod is the one that can fly, then there's the um, Lancer one that goes with all the other Lancer guy, all the other cavalry guys, right? It seems like each one is getting their own sort of posse or something of demons, right? Makes sense. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess Zod is with the flying guys. That's good. But there seem to be a lot of apostles. I, you, you know, it's like, it didn't seem like, it, it wasn't suggested that there were these many earlier on, right? But we've been seeing quite a lot. It's almost like there's a power creep. Like, for every apostle, mm-hmm. there should have been, like, someone walking around with a behelet for years, reaching this this crisis moment where they've lost everything, offering up their sacrifice. Like, each of these guys has a backstory like that. Like, come on. That's a lot of... That's just a lot of, like, who's running all... I mean, who's, who's like, running all these parties? Um, I think it's almost I like... Technically, they're immortal, right? They live forever, right? Yeah, but they can't have been very active, or the land would have been teeming with people eating things, Right. Like, there was almost no overt magic. So it means, where were these apostles? Yeah. If they're old, where were they, you know, three years before this? The land wasn't teeming with 
guys who could, you know, eating children and stuff. And that seems to be their reason for being is eating children and stuff. <laughs> You know, well, but if you think about it, they don't necessarily have to do it. They can just be normal, random people, I guess, technically, right? I guess. I'm trying to think. Is there a reason why they have to do bad, horrific stuff apart from just wanting to do it? I don't know. That's not clear. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't have a reason to think that exactly, except they all have been. Yeah, that's that's what is true. Um, maybe I don't know. Well, I guess I mean if you go through something very traumatic like that, you're probably not going to come out very well balanced. Right. Let's put it like that. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think you'd want to give up everything you love to gain some of these abilities and then just live peacefully for several hundred years waiting for Griffith to show up. You'd want to yeah. do something, especially if you made that sacrifice. You made that sacrifice because you have a goal. And, you know, it's, the goal is not to be like, you know, the best crocheter in your village. You know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that could be a nice skill to have, though. Yeah. So, so the uh, the uh, the Shirky team-up was, was kind of neat to see him team up with the armor and mm -hmm. uh, the Berserker armor. Yeah. I feel like Evolvet's just We've seen that before, sort of like it just okay. Well, it's just doing it again, right? I guess. Is it slightly different than before? Well, it does seem like Guts is a bit better at controlling it, right? It's like it seems maybe she can open his eyes and give him control while the helmet's still closed over his face. Yeah. So he seems to have more of his berserker powers and still retain sort of conscious control. So it's 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 an iteration. Like it's it is different than what we saw before. But it's the same kind of thing that Cherokee can bring him back from the brink. And I think that's part of what makes this volume feel slow. We're getting these iterative changes. You know, mm. it's like a battle we've seen, but we've seen these 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 um, these elephant guys before. Oh, but now there's several of them. Okay. Okay. So he's, you know, but it's not, it doesn't feel as new. So it feels more like uh, slower. I don't want to use the word slog because in the wheel of time the slog was like four thousand pages of book, and this is not <laughs> but wow, but can feel a little. It's a little slow. Four thousand pages. The wheel of time. Don't people usually say it's like a five books or four or five books? That's the wheel of the slog. Yeah, it's that's, the central books, which is like it's got to be four. Maybe maybe it's. I think it's over once before. Brandon Sanderson gets into it. I, I think it's kind of like, I don't know if it's because of, you know, the narrative required those books to be the slog and then he just got the unlucky ones, but I think it's those ones, right? Like the, after the first four or something? After the I don't first remember four. exactly. But, so like five, yeah. through, five through ten, more or less, people, or five through eight. Depends on who you ask. Yeah. People will call that the slog. I don't know. I couldn't make it after book two. Hmm. I thought seven to ten was the slog, but uh, yeah. never managed to finish it either. But I, I finished. I don't know when it's vault. I, I, I have so many other things but... I could be doing with this time. I could justify <laughs> reading book three. It's like I can't. I've heard the payoff is good though, but I've never. <laughs> it wasn't what what fourteen books. I'd had all of it. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I read nothing else for a year and a half, which. May have. Oh boy. I did that with Malazan. I read the 10 books of Malazan in one year. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. That's all I did. I, 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 I took read. four years to read Malazan. That's all I read. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we're at bed level at all. But, you know, um, considering it is a manga and they're pretty fast usually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Most comic books are pretty fast. Well, maybe not Marvel and DC. I mean, I, I, I read through these 20 volumes in like a week. Yeah. You know, I think, where was I? We were like 24 when I said I'm going to read the rest. And I read the next 18. It didn't take yeah. me a month. And I wasn't reading all day. You know, they, 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 go, they go quick. Yeah, I think I've read up to volume like 26 in like one day. I don't know, like... Yeah. Several hours, but you know, 
Yeah. Mm. You can just go through all of it very quickly if you want. Mm-hmm. I guess there's that balance of, of reading, I don't say quickly, but reading at a decent pace and also taking time to, to look at the artwork and the little nuances, mm, yeah, yeah. you know, so you, you can take extra time, but you don't really, you know, it's one of those things, find that middle ground. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, yeah. And I like part me the red them all in like a day or something. <laughs> so. She read all the Malazan books in a week. So you know, <laughs> yeah. measuring by her standards is impossible. <laughs> Um, speaking of art, I loved, I don't know, I know we've seen a lot of great artwork, but I don't know why I latch onto these things, but I loved that close up of the ship that we got. That, that was, <laughs> that was my favorite in this volume. The two page spread of the ship. Yeah. There's a lot of good art in this volume. I was just looking through mm-hmm. some stuff and, uh. It just it does not does not disappoint. No. I'm trying to think what else happened in this one. It's a lot of fighting. God's um, got that one big offer. Fighting, yeah. We had a slight evolution in how Shirky can help him like manage the Berserker armor, and that not a lot else I think. Oh, and then Zod mm-hmm. came. Not much mm-hmm. happened with that, except we know Zod's not strong enough to just kill the Emperor. Yeah. To just kill the Emperor? Oh, interesting. He, no, no, he's not strong enough to just kill him, right? He can't just show up and... Like, Zod and fighting the Emperor, right? That They did not... He didn't win. So he didn't get mm-hmm. killed, but he didn't win. So it's not... We know the level of power is... You know, uh, the Emperor is a step up from Zod. Doesn't mean he's a step up from Griffith, right? Which is the open question, but... Mm. Off. So. Do I remember correctly that Zod and Skeletor had a standoff a few volumes ago? Did they fight and had did Skeletor survive that confrontation or did they not show us what happened there? I don't remember the end, but we've seen them fight a couple times. Mm. And, uh, okay. They see they 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 talk as if they fought many times. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you know Zod doesn't always um you know, unleash the full Zodness. Mm-hmm. Fighting his different forms. He doesn't always he doesn't always go Super Saiyan in every fight. Mm-hmm. I do kind of wish this whole manga was about Zod. About Zod? Zod or the yeah, the story of Zod would be so much better. Or the story of uh or the uh those um those cushion dudes, the uh the assassin cult. I would totally have read a mm-hmm. whole storyline about them. Do we know anything about the backstory of Zod? I'm trying to think. It's got something to do with the, probably the Skull guy, right? We know they're old friends. Uh, I don't think it's clear, like, how that happened or anything. They've known each other for a long They talk like, oh, uh, old friend, you know. Yeah. Remember last time we said whatever. But I don't think we know what Zod is other than... I'm not even. Are we even clear? That is he must be an apostle, right? I think what do you mean, Zod? Yeah, I think they've said that. Yeah, that he's. Well, he does transform. Yeah, but there's other kinds of magical creatures out there. I just, I think he's an apostle. I mean, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I've re- that I that they've said that explicitly. He must be. I don't see what else he could be. Yeah, really. it makes the most sense. Um. Yeah, I want to see Zod's backstory. I guess we're not going to get all that. It's okay. Yeah. It would be nice to have, yeah. Even just like a spin-off couple of volumes or something. Right? Zod and Skeletor. Go to the Team beach. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I assume, I assume that at some point we would get it in the original Mura, you know, script or something, because it seemed like he was suggesting, like, oh, well, he wants to explain about the skeleton guy and what happened before, and I don't know if we're going to actually get it in this timeline. Um, there was definitely on our way to learning about Skeletor. Yeah, It really felt like we were going to get more of those details eventually, because we were getting some. Zod, we really haven't gotten, like, a lot of clues. 
Um, so that might never have happened. Yeah. But it's fine to just but I, also yeah. who wants to be the greatest fighter. Like that seems. I thought, yeah, my thought was could be like, oh, if we're gonna tell the story, and there was gonna be some detail there which suggests how to kill Griffith or something. That was has been my thought when I read it the first time in those parts. But again, That'd be good. we don't we don't know if he changed his mind or something. But that's what it seemed to me that we were suggesting. Hmm. Anyways. Okay. Well, I was trying to think what else happened in this one, but I think, yeah, like you said, um, I did like the, uh, I forget his name, the, uh, the print of the, they're going to try and get his boat. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't have been, this isn't like, I should have come. <laughs> I'm going back home. Like, <laughs> And Casca just like standing around with her, with her ooh, and you know. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what's bothering me about the fact that we aren't making progress towards our destination because I'm, I just want Casca to stop being the way she is now, and we've dragged it on for what is it, twelve volumes? In no more than that. I think it's like twenty. Yeah. Right? Or fifteen. It's been a while. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just can't see. Like, even if she gets out of it, like, I, I, it's really hard for me to imagine her going back to what it was before. You know what I mean? Mm. It's been so long. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not what it was before, but a a functional adult. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It, I feel like. Okay. This isn't really true, but it's almost like a disservice to how awesome her character was before to leave her like this for so long. Maybe maybe if if Miura had like finished it and then we got 20 more volumes of Casca being awesome, that's cool. But knowing there's only 11 left and we're moving at a glacial pace towards this, she'll recover and then that's it. That That's all it's going to be. And I'm, and I'm unhappy about that, but it's fine. <laughs> I did enjoy this volume for all that. Yeah, even narratively, like the, the function Casca has in this part, let's say. Okay, let's say if she recovers, what role does she... She has no role, right? What what, mm. what can she do? What is what is she going to do? I don't know. It feels like her role is being something there for Guts to, well, protect or react to or feel guilty about, right? Mm. I don't yeah. know. I can't... It's, it's hard for me to imagine how she would slot in on what, what's going to happen. Like, she's not going to be the same, because she can't be, like, close to like close to the ability of Guts fighting anymore. Like, that's not going to happen. But that's what she was before. There was some equals, I guess. You know what I mean? But that's not going to be the case anymore. She could be, like, Serpico. Not that they would be on remotely the same quest if she had been functional. Like, she could match up to Serpico's fighting abilities, and they... Have been useful right except they can't go back to the witch and get some magical objects for themselves but uh, maybe Sherka can make them some of it uh on the elves yeah, yeah. i guess yeah she would probably yeah can i have a magic bow please <laughs> very cool all right well uh volume 31 so it's fun to be back missed you guys so uh uh, Joe, before we call it a day, will you tell us where people can find you in uh, yeah, Burndorf? Yeah, uh, jcmburn.com and or uh, go to Patreon at jcmburn and you can follow the free tier and you'll get links to every issue of Grim Dwarf magazine. Uh, and uh, there's submission guidelines in there as well. So people want to send me stories and go there. You can read the guidelines and then uh, I'll give you a hint. I'm not saying no. <laughs> so if you want to see your stories in print... By which I mean not being printed, uh, <laughs> send them my way. Hmm. Nice. Maybe I'll uh, I'll, I'll write something up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that to you, Joe. I'm just, I'm just I, <laughs> I want to do that to you, yeah. uh, Dan. We should do something. Sometimes maybe get um, all the people that are not well. They think they're not good at writing stories, and you know, have a competition oh. to write something. And then have fun reading our terrible <laughs> stories. 
I think that would be fun instead of having all the people which are like, oh, you know, I want to be a writer or I'm a good writer or something like that. Just get all the, all the trash, <laughs> like what I would write or something. <laughs> I'm not saying what you would write is trash, Steve, but, you know, I'm just saying. No, it is. It would be. <laughs> You're not lying. First thing anyone. But I'm sure there would be interesting. You know, like you see outsider art and you're like, oh, these people have no clue how to do art. That's why it's interesting. It's like, oh, it's got people that have no clue how to write something good. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to find me, dnfire 17 on Patreon forum, um, or if you find my real name, just send me an invite on Facebook. I love getting random invites <laughs> on Facebook from people. It's the best thing ever. Um, so definitely do that. Yeah. Go, Varsha. And Varsha. Yeah, you can, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Reading About Rainy Mountain. And the about page has other ways to reach me and links to my podcast. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, and I hang on awesome. on the page during forum. I was like, I'm missing yeah. something that I always say. <laughs> I hang on on the page during forum a lot. <laughs> awesome. So we'll see everyone next week for volume 32. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.